And I'm Lars. And this is two guys talking about fantasy movies. Lars, how you doing? It is the Christmas season. Happy holidays. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Um, yeah, we are uh, we're in the throes of, of the holiday season. Things are going great on our end. Uh, uh, I have one more week here before a, a 10-day off vacation, uh, which will be really nice. Nice. Um, and uh, mom's out of the hospital, and that's really great news to hear. Uh, it uh, it sucks watching your parents get older. Yes, it does. And uh, just thankful that uh, that she's doing better, and we're we're gonna get up to to see them probably the like tail end of my my break. So like towards uh, like the second weekend of the break. So like near closer to like New Year's and stuff like that. Right. Cool. But yeah, um, we're. We're really good, uh, Elliot. I'll well, well I'll, I'll save that for when we get into the movies, since we're we're doing very Santa themed movies. But uh, uh-huh. Lucas, how how are you doing? I'm fine. Um, I I am at the point where I've realized that there's not enough time for anything. Yeah. I like I I feel like every day that I'm here, it is a or not every day that I'm here, but I'm just like constantly on a time crunch in a way that Always. I've never been before. Yeah. But so is other, it different this year than other years? It feels like it. Hmm. Like, not even necessarily with, like, the Christmas season stuff. Just in general, like, I am constantly... I don't know. It's just hard to describe. But things are good. We're doing okay. Everything's fine. Excited to do this. You know, glad to get one or two more episodes out before the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this this time of year, I, I while Halloween is my favorite holiday... Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Christmas, you, you can't not love Christmas. Christmas music and the, I, I feel like I look good in, in cold weather gear. Same. Like in, in the, in the, in the jackets and the scarves and stuff like that. Um, I, uh, I love the time with family and friends and, you know, I, I feel like we make such a big deal and it's like when we were planning our wedding, we had to keep reminding ourselves that it's just it's a party mm-hmm. and we should remember to enjoy it. And I think right. that it gets lost sometimes that so many, you know, we're, we're, Oh, we have to do this and this and this and this and this and this and all of these things. And, and we have to, you know, see all these people. And it's like, well, you should appreciate seeing those people. You exactly. should be glad that you get a chance to do that. You should be glad that there's people that want to see you mm-hmm. <laughs> and that there's people that, you know, are happy that you're around, you know, for a long time, I wasn't in a place where I understood that. Um, and I've fortunately taken a lot better care of myself and of others. And that's just made me far more appreciative of this year. I've kind of had a, I was never a Scrooge or a Grinch, but I feel like my heart definitely has grown multiple sizes <laughs> over this year. And that I've tried to, to carry out the idea of Christmas, you know, and holding my heart every day. No, um, I get it. Just, just being more appreciative of that. Cause it's not, not a guarantee. Right, nope. you know, there's uh, we we are not promised another day here, so we should should make the most of it. Right. And unfortunately, what we've done is we've committed ourselves to watching some pretty shitty movies. Uh, um, no, we watched one amazing what, what, one. What one, what, one? I will. I I, <laughs> I stand corrected. One one great movie this year, and then one nightmare. <laughs> and. Luckily, the, the good one, you know, balanced all that out, yeah. but still, yeesh. Let's start with the good one, at least. Yes, I was going to say the same thing. Can we thing. do that? Yeah. So, I hate the Die Hard is a Christmas movie discourse. I, I hate that every year. You've, you've mentioned that already. All yep. right, yes. 
And part of why I hate it is it is the... Sometimes we are so irony poisoned. We are so... Uh. We, we are so... As a culture, we can't enjoy anything. Because if we enjoy something, that means we're childish. Gotcha. Is, okay. Is, is, is a thing I hate. And so Christmas is seen as... Like, your stereotypical Christmas movie is a Hallmark movie or for children. And so... Uh-huh. Because we have to have something for the the poor, underprivileged, straight white man. Because the most oppressed member of society whatsoever. The only way for them to have... Only way... It, it's become a thing. It's become that, that like joke of, see, this is my favorite Christmas movie. The thing that isn't a Christmas movie. And, and I... Yeah. I... I... And I think I've, I've, we've talked about this before, Lucas, that I, I don't necessarily think of it as like a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It's more than just a movie that takes place at Christmas, though, because I actually watched it again. I always watch it every Christmas. Right. There's one, it's a nice little palate cleanser when you are watching all the Hallmark movies. Right. And, 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 and also, I'm putting words in your mouth, but to be fair, this is not a attack on Die Hard. Not in the slightest. And in the, in the, in the slightest. Die Hard is one of the greatest movies ever made. And mm-hmm. it is a hot, like top three greatest action movies ever made. Like it is mm-hmm. objectively wonderful. But right. the idea of a of it as a Christmas movie, yes, you're right. It has kind of become a snarky response. It's one of those like, oh well, I'm in the know, and I think Die Hard's my favorite. Right. And it is a little bit more than a movie that just takes place at Christmas. Like Lethal Weapon is a movie that takes place at Christmas. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot of like, well, even that. It, there's Christmas trees. There's there's you know. But I think when we when we think of like Christmas movies, there's some sort of redemptive thing that happens because of Christmas or like the magic of Christmas. Yeah, there's some there, there's right? a the thing. There's more than just it takes place at Christmas. Which I will say, John McClane does have some sort of redemptive arc, mm-hmm. and it is during Christmas and. I, I would push back a little bit that it is not just a movie that takes place at Christmas. I still don't think it is a Christmas movie. But right. there is some sort of redemptive things happening there, that which is just, it's good storytelling and it's good, mm-hmm. you know, you, you want your character to grow. But I, I think that there at least is that in there where, okay, you know, I can... I can see more of a case being made for it because, you know, he is a better person at the end of the movie. And is that because he's with his wife and because he's, and he's with his wife because it's Christmas? Uh, okay. We're, we're, we're kind of closer to, to what a Christmas movie is. I agree with you that it's still not a Christmas movie. It is one that I watch every year right. because after a while I can't watch another Hallmark movie it's nice to watch an adjacent <laughs> no I, I completely understand and I bring this up because I, I appreciate that they said that there was it seemed like there was a someone said violent night let's have die hard as, let's have die hard with Santa Claus let's make an actual well, yeah, Christmas Santa, die hard movie yeah Santa is playing John McClane exactly and I remember being super excited for this I remember thinking about it like this is going to be so, either so dumb or so brilliant and there's going to be no in between really. And it it threads that needle pretty well. Yeah. I would say luckily for us it lands on the brilliant side, side yes, of the scale. Absolutely. So what is the uh the the elevator pitch to Violent Night? Santa who is real. Santa is a real person in this universe. He is and which which I want to talk more about that. Okay. But he is real. 
and he is really just down on his luck a bit almost like he, he he's the he's the hard-boiled detective or cop at, you know he, he's john mcclain at the beginning of the movie he's on his last legs emotionally he's just kind of going through the motions he's just not inspired by christmas anymore because everybody is terrible mm-hmm. like the first scene that we see of santa he's in a bar getting hammered Right. And again, right there, you're, you're, you could border on, oh, well, this is just being really snarky and like, you know, ooh, isn't it cool that Santa is drunk? Right. No, it makes sense with the story and makes sense with the character as they portray him. It functions. But so Santa is, he's downtrodden, you know, he, he's just, he's just out of it. He doesn't feel, he doesn't feel Christmassy this year. Mm-hmm. And there's a family that it's kind of like the family from Knives Out. And hide and seek, like you know, the, or, you know, the fall the house of usher, you know, those like really yeah. rich families, and they get taken hostage over the holidays. There's you know this this group of, of mercenaries come in to go rob them, and because they're you know super rich and they you know have all this you know money and they're locked in their vault basically. Mm-hmm. So you know they, they are the Nakatomi Plaza, and and they're being you know hijacked. And the little girl that's there still believes in Santa. And right. she basically, you know, asks help from Santa on a radio and through the magic of Christmas. And it just happens that Santa is actually at her house when this is happening. Mm-hmm. He has to go in and kill the terrorists. <laughs> and, and that's that, the movie. Yeah, it's great. I um, There was one thing I really didn't like. It was, there was something Victoria and I talked about this. Like, the one moment in the whole movie that I thought was a little bit much was when, it's right at the beginning, actually. He goes, walks out the thing, walks out the, the building, and the bartender's like, uh, don't go that way, that's the roof, if you fall off, I'm gonna die, you're gonna die, yada, 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 I'll be liable for it, and she sees him fly off, and she's like, oh my god, Santa's real, and he vomits on her? That was a, that that was was a, little, a little much. Yeah, that was a little, little... A little much. But I was really impressed with, I love David Harbour, David Harbour's great. He's great. He's Wonderful. so good, and, and basically everything he does, I, I am, I pop for him really hard every time, and I don't... Mm-hmm. precisely know why i'm trying to think what else i was going to say but it uh it works in a in a really in a way that i didn't expect to work um right I didn't, and that, that's that's the big one is i didn't expect to like this as much as i did i was really expecting something super dumb and super silly or not even silly isn't necessarily the right word something really dumb is a better way to look at it well, it, well again you like you you say it, it sounds like a chucklehead film school premise yeah, like it. It sounds like this. This should be like some sort of stupid. You know, it, it really shouldn't work the way it does, and it, and it works because Santa is treated like a real person. I mean, aside from like the little caricature moments when he vomits and all that kind of stuff, yeah. I think that's why I, I agree with you. I I, res, I didn't respond to those moments as well because it was played up for cheaper laughs and right. the times where it gets kind of quiet. That's actually the most impactful parts for me, where I really loved its treatment of like the Christmas magic Mm -hmm. because Santa doesn't know why it works. Mm -hmm. Santa doesn't know why he's able to do the things that he does. He just, it does. This is just what happens. Right. And I, I really like that because it's, it's like you're a superhero and you didn't have professor X coming in to tell you, Oh, you're a mutant Mm -hmm. and you have special abilities. I'm going to help you learn how to use these abilities. He's just a guy. Like, I can picture him just like, you know, he was a, I think at one point they show him he's like a, a Viking, like, right. marauder. Right, and that was that was an interesting touch, yeah. Yeah, but that, you know, he's this marauder, you know, he's a, he's a Viking, and he doesn't know why this has happened. It just has. Mm-hmm. And I, that that's 
in my mind, that's what would happen if you suddenly became Santa Claus or, you know, you were that. You wouldn't have, like, a manual mm-hmm. telling you, oh, hey, now you're Santa Claus. Right. Nope, this is just this is just what would happen to you. And you don't know what it is. You just, you feel this compulsion and now you have this ability to do these things. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, me too. I, I love that the, uh, he's really sad, but it's not necessarily the, he's sad. It's just that he's hurting and that it's... because. Right. I've been doing yeah, this for so long, I can't... I can't find... He, he's burnt out on it. I can't yeah. find the joy in this anymore, and it seems like the whole world's lost the joy in this. So why am I doing this still? Right, like the montage of going around and seeing, like, there's the ghost, there's one tree, and it's just Amazon packages, and he's kind of disappointed by this, but then he goes to that, like, small one-bedroom house, and, like, there's a little girl asleep, so he gives her the present and takes the... Uh, like, drops the coal on the on the dad. Like that that right. was yeah, that's nice. Like there's little little really good character bits and then a diehard movie breaks out. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I love John Leguizamo. I'm so glad that he's got like he he is, seems to have have pushed past his like early 90s the pest dumb right. kind of actor thing into actually being a kind of serious actor. Uh-huh. And he's kind of menacing in it. Absolutely. I, I love how not only does it is there a diehard movie there's also just a little bit of a Home Alone. Yep. <laughs> and that also allows to, not gross out, but like the same kind of, of cringe. The When the guy walks up the stairs and he gets the nail through his mouth, just Oof. that just, ugh, uh, hurts. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was fun. You know, again, the, the, it, 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 at first, again, that, that premise of oh, why is Santa, like, why is he fighting? How does he know how to do all this? And they explain it. Like, you know, he's, no, he, he's a Norseman. Yeah. And he's been doing this like for, he, 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 he was doing this for a thousand years. Right. So the fact that, yeah, he, he knows how to do all these things. I thought the, the girl in it, so, you know, the little girl that, that still believes in Santa, you know, I thought that that whole relationship with her and her parents was really good. It, it, it made you care for them. It made you want to see them be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it just got everything right, you know, in a way that, again, it could have, you know, you look at the poster and it's like, okay, this this could be great, or it could be just like great for a little bit, mm-hmm. and like kind of like a one note joke, and then after that, you're just slogging through this rest of this movie. Yep. And you know, instead, you know, you got really good character development, and like sh- the little girl in it kind of renews Santa's faith in humanity and faith in Christmas. Mm-hmm. So he 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 gets that you know that arc. Yeah, this, Elizabeth and I love this one. This was really yeah. fun. And it's, um, there's a real, there's the extraction team sequence where he, he fights the entire extraction team. Like, that's a horror movie. Those are some really good horror movie kills. Yeah. Yeah, like, just this, the whole, like, the Home Alone sequence is, is fun because it's hyper-violent in a, in a, a kind of fun way. But it's like, I do really appreciate that they took the, what if we made an actual Christmas Die Hard movie? And I can remember when this came out, um... I was at work, and I just heard these two dude bros complaining about it. Like, well, how could Santa fight all these guys off? I'm like, that, that, that's the point? That's the joke? Yeah, like, that's the joke. <laughs> but they don't, but it doesn't just, it's not just the joke. Right. That's the, like, that's what actually why it works is that it's, after a while, those kinds of things were like, oh, is it a badass that Santa's beating people up? After a while, that would get old. Mm-hmm. If it was just that, that wouldn't make enough for a movie. No, absolutely. And they're smart enough to actually like, 
oh no, we're going to make this, a, like you said, a Die Hard movie, which the first Die Hard, what makes Die Hard stand above all other action movies is the humanity of John McClane. He right. gets hurt. He's tired. He's scared. He's alone. He talks to himself. He's, you know, he he's not a perfect action star. And the yeah, Santa, he's a schlubby dude. He he's a schlubby dude that just kind of I gotta I gotta go make this work. I gotta go mm-hmm. save some people, you know. And he um, Santa's the same way that you know you know he doesn't really want to be doing this, but then he knows that he has to. And so like the, again, those moments where it gets quiet, that's what allows all of those other moments, the wilder moments, to pay off. Because we have, you know, this character that we, we actually believe in. Like, he's, mm-hmm. yep, that's Santa. I'm, I'm going with it. But, yep, it's okay that he's going through all these crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, just, it, it, I don't know. I, I was I was really, uh, you, you mentioned this one, and I was like, I'd seen it. But, again, I, I mean, I'd seen, like, the, the, the preview for it. And, again, I was like, oh, okay, that's, I know what that movie's going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what that movie, that movie's going to be just stupid. And here we go. And no, that was actually, it was probably one of the best holiday movies I've seen. Yeah, it's, it's definitely <laughs> in our rotation. For, it's, it's in our rotation yeah. from now on. I, uh, yeah, absolutely. On the other hand. Oh my God. Fr- from the depths of. Can we ni- not? Can we just keep talking about this one? <laughs> this one's really good. I know. I, I agree. I, just, I like. Let's just go. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll hold off. We'll hold off for a little while then. Okay. Um, no, I mean, I, I mean, it's just putting off the inevitable, but. If you haven't if you haven't seen Violent Night, if you thought, oh, I know what that movie is, you don't. I mean, you do, yes. It, it, it is not, you know, it doesn't do something crazy with its premise. It's not like it's not Santa beating people up and Santa's is in Die Hard. That's exactly what this movie is, but in the best sense possible. Yeah, this is not that movie is. It was not a, a cheap, dumb there's there's like a fifteen minute version student film version of this. And that, Oh god, yeah. And that's what I was worried this was going to be, is a 15-minute idea dragged out for two hours. Yep. And luckily, it turned out to be something much more Christmas magical. Yeah, yep. absolutely. On the other hand, from the depths of 80s cocaine mountains... <laughs> just... So, so if Santa played John McClane in Violent Night, then cocaine played Santa Claus... In Santa Claus the movie. Yes. This is cocaine the movie. <laughs> this is I, I I will say this. That, that there's one thing that I Go thought was okay. On. I can't wait to hear that. Okay. In the same way that Raul Julia was in a different movie in Street Fighter, mm-hmm. Jonathan Lithgow is having the time of his goddamn life. He knows that he he's is. in a he's in a garbage movie right now. He, he's just losing his mind the entire time. And everyone on this in this is is high is just like railing lines of cocaine and they even kind of play it up with like the the magic cocaine you know dust that they give to the reindeers and stuff i legitimately expected uh dudley moore dudley moore or someone to like actually do a line of that at one point like i thought he was gonna do a line off of off of eight hookers named dasher dancer prancer vixen jesus I mean, it, it is a children's movie. I don't, we don't want to give an impression that, like, it, it is a... It is not a violent movie. Like, you know, it's not... Violent Night is not a, a children's Christmas movie. No. Like, it is a legit violent movie. Right. This is actually a kid's movie that, like, this was marketed to children. Mm-hmm. But it is just vacuous and soulless. And I wanted to ask ask you, like, just what you thought. Like, how does this happen? How does How does something so bad get made? Because this was 
this was a big production. I mean, John Lithgow's a big name actor. Dudley Moore is, is riding off of like his success from like Ten and Arthur. Like he's he's a big name at that point. Mm-hmm. The Salkins. This is from Alexander Salkin, who uh, produced a little movie called Superman, which like in which the flying scenes totally Superman. That's yeah. all this. Oh, is. It, it it feels very very much like that. Like I, that um, that fingerprints but, are there. Yeah. But, I mean, like, so we're not talking about, this is not a, a, an independent, shoddily thrown-together movie. Like, this was a big movie. Mm-hmm. How does it happen that, like, is there no quality control while movies are being made? Like, don't people, like, start seeing, like, dailies or something and they think, ugh. Which is funny this that a is minor... what's happening? Yeah, that a minor plot point in the movie is quality control. Very much so. <laughs> but, yeah, no, there's no quality control to it. The plot, like, the plot... Santa Claus gets lost, in, like, Klaus gets lost in the in the wilderness with his wife, gets adopted by a bunch of elves. They say, you're going to live forever, and you're going to give toys to children for the rest of, for eternity. Awesome. Cool. Right. The workshop is really magical looking. However, the costuming is garbage. Like, the polka dots. What's with the fucking polka dots? I don't know. It looked, it looked really bad. Yeah. And so, throughout the years, he gets more and more overworked because there's more people so he hires an assistant which is Dudley Moore Patch and Patch wants to like modernize things which works for a little while and then falls apart he gets fired and then he goes to work for the the most 80s businessman who's ever 80s businessed oh totally and who is like, just... like that scene so there's a scene so it's John Lithgow there's a scene it's a congressional hearing so mm-hmm. BZ Toys he, he's like he he owns the 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 big toy company like the teddy bears are filled with like glass and and nails (laughs) and nails it's like what what cost saving measures was that like i I get like you know the the doll lights on fire instantly okay well maybe it's just cheap material but like what's with the it's like that the glass and the why why is that that thing it's like that saturday night live sketch with, you know, bag mm-hmm. of nails, bag of screws. Right. I, it was just, it was bananas. And so then he, like, Dudley Moore, yeah, he, he goes to work with him. And I, is he trying to impress Santa again? Is that what's happening, I think? Yes. He's trying to, like, get back in Santa's good graces. So he thinks to do that, he'll steal the the golden dust. The cocaine. The, the cocaine. And put them in lollipops. And then the lollipops make everybody fly. Like, what kind of... How would, was that not shut down immediately? Right. How, how is that a not a, like, someone show um, up and tell him this? So, someone say, but, hold on. Or how does the government not come... Like, the government didn't come in and, like, nope, we're taking over this. We are yeah. now using this for soldiers. You don't make this for toys anymore. Exactly. We, we own this now. And I just... There's that weird su- that that there's a subplot with a child and the child is like oh, a god Dickensian street urchin. Yes, <laughs> and I don't really get it because it's not it doesn't it's not humanizing. It's just like oh he has to he's gonna be he's gonna take pity on this one child. What about all oh, the other kids that are homeless? Uh huh. And I I don't know I don't I remember I don't remember watching this as a child. What I remember specifically, no. I remember one sequence, and that's when they're loading the the explosive candy canes into the car. I remember seeing that as a child, and that's it. Thankfully, this is not on rotation at the Farabee house. That is very true. Mom and, mom and, dad, mom and dad knew better. <laughs> 
I wish that I had gotten more of, honestly... Coherence? Coherence, yes. Give me more of Jonathan Lithgow being absurd. Like, that's it. That's the only part of this movie that's enjoyable, is him just gleefully, oh, the feds are here, I gotta run away. I'm gonna chew up all these all these uh, candy canes and fly off into and space and get, sucked, space. and get sucked into the Phantom Zone. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so this kind of brings me back to, so there's, you know... Suddenly, more the whole like kind of inciting incident is that through modernization, mm-hmm. Santa's toys are no longer great. They start falling apart. Mm-hmm. Again, begging the question: Is this a universe where Santa is real? Because they can return. They return the toys to Santa somehow. They return the toys. It sounds like this, is, and the parent. It seems like parents just know about him. Mm-hmm. So, like, how is that part of the Santa myth? You know, this is like the story of Santa Claus. How is that part of the Santa myth? Because, like, Santa's toys, they kind of suck. Like, yeah, they're all wooden, like, you know, oh, here's a rocking horse. They're they're folksy. It's like, they're folksy. But uh, that's, and it's something that I think that we've talked about previously, like that idea of if Santa is real in these movies, like in, in like the Santa Claus with Tim Allen or, Mm -hmm. you know, Christmas, you know, any of the, the, or this, you know, this movie, if Santa is real or hell, Violent Night. Yep. Here we go. Violent Night. Santa's real. And nobody believes in Santa. Well, then how do you explain when presents show up in the morning? How do you explain when... I mean, do all parents in the world wake up in the morning praying that somebody brought presents? Because I know I didn't put presents down there in the morning. And they're relying on this phantom that magically brings presents every year. But nope, Santa's not real. How do those two things jive? My only reconciliation for it is that Santa brings the presents and the parents think they brought them. But I I don't know. I was going to ask... That's never explained. That's never like... The ever in any of these movies that's never discussed and that's like a glaring plot hole for me is that shouldn't all these parents every morning wake up in horror that that's... they had another breaking entering mm-hmm. and somebody has not they haven't stolen anything and that's the only reason they haven't said anything all this time but yep somebody else came in their house this year and delivered presents that their children specifically asked for which means that they are this listening person in. is following their ch- listening in and following their children yep but no Santa's not real like that is mind-blowing yep it's terrifying so what is your well so going off of this what's your favorite play on the santa myth because i've got two like favorite like like messing around with it because i've got two so messing around with well i'll I'll say so in have you ever seen futurama of course you have everyone's seen futurama um i have not seen that one okay santa claus is a character in futurama they built a they built a robotic like about 500 years before like the show starts or something like that the, a company built a robotic Santa to give presents, but they uh-huh. set his standards way too high so that no one is on the nice list. Everyone's on the naughty list. And because he's a robot and it's Futurama, if you're on the naughty list, you get gunned down. Gotcha. So you have to be inside on Christmas on Christmas Day and you have to like put a put like a wall up on your on your fireplace or else he's gonna kill you. And it's hilarious and he's played by John Goodman. Gotcha. And then um so it's really funny. It's just kind of tug in cheek. And the one that I actually like, like the earnest Santa Claus one, like playing with the myth, is um, from the show called The Librarians, where... Mm, mm-hmm. Have you ever seen The Librarians? I haven't seen the show. I've seen the, the movies with Noah they're, they're, Yeah. The Which are show, fun. Yeah, it's fun. The show continues off on it. Santa in this is played by Bruce Campbell. And, okay. Yep. And so his, in this version, he doesn't give gifts. He spends the entire year traveling the world... 
helping people and um, absorbing goodwill and cheer across the world. And on Christmas Eve, he explodes and pushes it back into the world. That's his gift. Okay. And, I, and I really like that. That's a, that's a nice, like, like play on that, that subject. Uh-huh. So that's what I'm saying. Like, is there a, a Santa interpretation like that that you think is is um, interesting or your favorite? Um, actually, we, we rewatched The Santa Claus. The one, the Tim Allen movie? Tim Allen. I actually kind of liked that one because that, it was a cutesy, I mean, it, 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 you know, turns it into, you know, it's a family drama. Mm -hmm. Not family drama, like a family comedy. And that, like, it's almost like our idea that James Bond is not really James Bond. He's just the code name. Mm -hmm. And Santa's just the guy that's doing this. Right. Like, you know, and and there could have been untold amounts of Santas. It's just the person that's wearing the suit. Like, you're you're wearing the stripes, you're in charge. Right. And I kind of like that. I like that idea of the person that we know as Santa might not even be the original Santa. Mm -hmm. It's just... This is the person that, you know, that found the suit and put it on and he had to learn how to be Santa. And, you know, through learning to be Santa, learns the meaning of family and love and holidays and, and all that stuff. And I, and I like that. I think that that's, that makes it, uh, that was, an, that was a, uh, actually a fun way. And it, and it holds up a lot better than any other Tim Allen yes. <laughs> foray into acting. But I just, I think... You know, for for Santa movie, you know, there always is going to be a big plot hole because you know they're they're never going to come out with a Santa movie where Santa's not real, where it's the parents doing it, mm. because they don't want to spoil that. Like they don't want to have accidentally killed that magic, yeah, and kill that magic. Nobody wants to be that person. That there would be a boycott of epic proportions, right? You know, of that company that made that. Like, oh my gosh, you've ruined Santa for everybody. Which spoiler <laughs> alert: Santa's not real, y'all. And unfortunately, my son knows that now. He figured that out this year. Oh, that's sad. Which, he, he handled it well. He he wanted to make sure that he could beat Santa for Eleanor. That's nice. Yeah, I thought that was that was pretty cool that he did right. that. But that, that, again, that is, that, that's something that I, I've always thought was interesting, you know. And, but then, like, what then was the purpose of this movie? Like, was this, this was not the biography of Santa... It attempts no. to be. Right. But then, like, it doesn't... If it's going to be that, I need more explanations of how does the Santa powder work. Like, we, we get more of an explanation from Elf than this movie. Like, and, and it's just, like, kind of a throwaway line in Elf, but, like, the reindeer runs on Christmas magic. Everybody knows that. Okay, mm -hmm. great. Good. Got it. You know, I want more of those kinds of little touches. Like, you know, oh, you look good in red. That's why his costume is red. Mm -hmm. All right. But that was really all that there was. We didn't really get a bunch of other stuff. We didn't get why it's, you know, you leave out cookies. You know, we didn't get why, why does he laugh like that? We didn't get... Santa's really kind of a backseat character for much of the movie. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, because it, it's it's Patch and and BZ for right and, and or, or Joe and, yeah. and like the the little girl and it's like, well, why why are we having all of these? Isn't Santa enough? Isn't Santa enough, Lucas? Why, why can't we have, um, if it's a Santa Claus movie, just primarily be about Santa having an adventure? Yeah. And instead, we have this just rambling nonsense and it, oh my god it was that was that was a slog yes it was that was a slog to watch we, we, it was, we I, put, I, yeah we were decorating our tree while watching it and that was that was tough this one was tough i don't know what just so again soulless and i'm so glad that it bombed like this is a soulish cash grab that grabbed no cash 
Yes. <laughs> it's 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 Death Stalker, but he he stalks no death. He stalks no deaths. It's just it. it I don't know. I I. Again, because of like because of the pedigree, and I'm not saying like the Salkins were these incredible film folks, but, I mean, but they made real movies. Yeah, they made big movies like Superman. I think it, you know we, we've we've gone through the glut of of Marvel movies for so long that we kind of forget that you know for a long time superhero movies were or superheroes that you know comic books were kids stuff. Yep, and it and it wasn't a given that you, if you made a Superman movie that people would go see it. Right, and they made a movie. Well, and obviously it's it's Richard Donner and, and that performance from from Christopher Reeve and Gene Hackman and 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 uh, and Margot and, and all that kind of stuff. So obviously it's not just he. You know, as a producer, he made the whole thing. But you you would believe a man could fly, mm-hmm. and that was a big deal, right? Like that was a huge movie. So how could you just think, oh, we're gonna do the same thing, but with Santa Claus? I just don't. I don't. I don't understand it. I do not. Do not get it. Yeah. And it was just. It, it, I ugh, maybe you yeah. want to be Jewish. <laughs> it just yeah, rambling a rambling incoherent mess powered by cocaine. I the as I said, the only thing that I liked about that was was Jonathan Lithgow realizing I am in a I am in a terrible movie right now, so I'm gonna ham this up as much as possible. I want to see him like a like a, a years later sequel of him still flying out in space with aliens with aliens and the, and the and then the aliens have to come back and fight Santa. And, yeah, and he and he has to um yeah they have to fight Santa and he also has to uh, I don't know he gets a defense contract because he's he's clearly like corrupt businessman von businessman right. I we uh, watched uh, yeah. we watched yeah we watched this while we were putting up our tree and like just occasionally the things that we that the big takeaways that we kept having every couple of seconds are this is the worst costume decisions I've seen in a movie in a long time I want to I want to stop putting my tree up I just want to throw up I'm glad that we've at least decorated because <laughs> this completely was anti Christmas <laughs> you know Fox Fox News says that there's a war on Christmas. Yeah, there is. It started back in 1985 with the Santa Claus movie. <laughs> that was that was the that was the opening salvo. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I can I can see it. Where um we have diametrically opposed movies here on where they'll fall on our list. Yes, because I have one that I really enjoy and I watch again every year, probably yep. for a while. Yep. And then I don't ever want to see this again. I no. will. I will t- I, I will I, talk about this in hushed tones and like a cursed Santa film. Yeah, I, yeah. I will. I will not subject my children to this. I will. This will never happen again. Let's start with. Let, let's start with a Violent Night. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So my thought is this: with Violent Night, because mm-hmm. right, I'm scrolling pretty high up. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking. I'd put it between uh, a Knight's Tale and Beowulf. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I it's not Klaus. Klaus is it was it's perfectly beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that that is a perfect movie. So like, if you, when you get into like the top ten, yeah, like no, we're not touching, we're not touching that. And I think I still enjoy Robin Hood, Aladdin, Sleeping Beauty, and Canto, Time Bandits, Pirates of the Caribbean. Now we're gonna like Knight's Tale. Yeah, I enjoy Knight's Tale more. I can watch a Knight's Tale at more times during the year. Yes, agreed. But I do, I mean, I think it's. I'm going to definitely watch it every year. I'm not going to watch Beowulf again for no. a, long, a long time, for a while. I'm going to watch Violent Night again, hands oh, down. absolutely. I, I am glad it's getting a sequel. I hope that they do do it well. Can they do it in the airport? Can they just like start aping all of the <laughs> plots? Oh, God. Can that, that would be, be the 
that would be so series. good. Oh, and like the and the and the third one, Samuel Jackson's in it. I want. They I need like, to like actually actually do Die Hard the whole Die Hard series. Only John McClane is Santa, and do like the last like four, last two of them actually good. Right. <laughs> I'd, I'd I'd watch Die Hard again if they remade them as with Santa Claus. That's amazing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> cool. So that's good. I scroll to the bottom. Scroll to the bottom. Oh, I already have. I'm going to say something, and I don't know if I feel good about this, because Santa Claus the movie might actually be worse worse than Class of the Empire's Lord of the Elves, because that was profoundly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know how to... I don't know how to describe it. Like, this was a movie that was nonsense. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. It's, it's worse than Clash of the Empires, because Clash of the Empires didn't have any money. Yep. And it and it showed, but it didn't have any money. So you, you knew what you were buying. This movie had a ton of money, and what we got was a complete misunderstanding of the Santa Claus character and what he stands for and the miracle of Christmas and what Christmas is all about. It was a fundamental I can, yep. blowing of that. I can completely... We're on the same page there. Did we find a new bottom? I think we did. I think we really did. Oh, it's, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Is it? Good. Is it really? <laughs> it is. I. It's a great day when we when we can find one of the extremes. Yep. On this list, yes, I think that is. This is a good day. Okay. So, Merry Christmas. Um, you Lucas, filthy where, animals. You filthy animals. Where can folks find us? Uh, we can be found on basically any streaming service: Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, whatever you want to do. Um, our theme song. Our artwork is done by the incredible Wes Forbes. And uh, send us your recommendations and your thoughts. Um, in the new year, we're hoping to do a lot more of these. Um, we want to hear from you. Is there a is there a, uh, a movie that we have just not gotten to yet? And you've been like, what the heck? Why didn't they watch this one? Exactly. Let us let us know. Um, you know, we uh, we we've got a lot of movies to watch, um, but we want to start with the ones that that you'll actually listen for. Um, so uh, uh, drop us a line and let us know uh, what you want to hear about. Have a good night, everyone, and Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. We will see you again sometime soon. Merry Christmas, everybody.